0: He's blonde and bitchin'. She's sporty and sassy. Together, they're perfectly imperfect. It's Jesse and Jenna's Messy Podcast. Cheers! (laughs) Listen, we are so excited about our guest today because we have wanted to interview one of these for a long time. One of these. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have. Keep listening. Shannon (laughs) Tebb is an energetic, intuitive, and creative professional dating coach, wing woman, and boutique matchmaker. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a (laughs) match. Shannon has lived and worked in Toronto for the past 18 years, where she started her dating consulting business in 2010. In addition to matchmaking, she coaches divorcees and works with singles of all ages, helping them achieve 100% date-ready status. And Katrina Turnbull was telling us a little bit about that. We'll discuss it. Throughout her experience uh, helping people find dates and relationships, Shani found it easy to pinpoint what men fall in love with. And so she became inspired to share this knowledge with other single women. Welcome, Shannon. I could barely get through that. I was just so excited.
1: (laughs) Thank you, guys. It's
2: so good to be here. Thank you.
1: Now, we should say that we did um, connect with you through Katrina Turnbull, who we yeah. had on the show not too long ago, just ahead of her show, um, Modern Girl's Guide to Divorce, which is now available on Bell on Demand. Um, and she speaks very highly of you. Your episode is actually coming out soon, I think, isn't it?
0: It's out. I or is it out?
2: It. Yeah. No, no. I've been sharing a few clips on my Instagram. So yeah, there's it's episode five, and there's a lot of different uh, segments that are really important. and you know, can really help divorcees looking to get back into dating.
1: Which is a scary, scary, uh, world, especially in 2019 and especially, or 2019, oh, 2021,
2: 2021, <laughs> especially to go back to 2019.
1: Yeah, We were all younger, weren't we? But like, yeah. I was thinking, especially because of COVID-19 uh, too, on top of it, right? Yeah. You've got everything kind of going against you right now.
0: Yeah. Um, so well, not Shannon, she's in Costa Rica. Jeez. So, although we, I shouldn't have said that at the beginning, because although your business is based in Toronto, you are in Costa Rica right now, and that's the beauty of COVID is we can work from anywhere.
2: Yes, we can work remotely. We're still setting up uh, Toronto singles, and yeah, I chose to come here end of December, and I haven't left. So it's been <laughs> I'm super grat- grateful for being here, and you know, um, I'm able to still do my job remotely. So why not? Have you
1: noticed that there's been any advantages to being able to do matchmaking remotely?
2: Well, I do miss meeting my clients in person. You know, the the one-on-one aspect is really nice. But um, it allows me just to really multitask, switch up my work environments. Like right now, I'm by the pool and... You know, I'm always kind of like moving around and I'm not kind of stuck inside, which is good. So, you know, one of my tips for couples even living together is to switch up your work environment so you're not kind of on top of each other and create a good space. So I'm able to do that here, which is which I'm very lucky for. Yeah. I
1: mean, your background it looks like wallpaper right now. <laughs> yeah, this is not <laughs> it's
0: a like green screen. That
1: picture
2: picturesque. This is jungle. Yeah. I'm like right in the middle of the jungle. They,
0: yeah. And she's by a pool
2: too.
0: (laughs) Please. Yeah. Yeah. Give us some more negatives. We need to not have people jealous. (laughs) What else is wrong with you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do you think digital matchmaking is has been like great for those that are a little bit shy about meeting in person? Because we do live in a weird era where talking on a phone or meeting in person is so much scarier than the typical text or. You know
2: what? So, yeah. Are you referring to video dates, like video dating? Right. When like when
1: you first meet, because that's what a lot of people I hear are doing right now. Like even mm-hmm. off of dating apps, they're just meeting over a Zoom quickly to see if yeah, they're like a
2: Zoom date. And, and sometimes those Zoom dates can be very awkward and feel like an interview. So I've actually coached singles around making that virtual date experience amazing and creating a theme around that so that it's not so boring like an interview and you're able to. You know, have like cocktail hour or wine and cheese or do something that's going to make it fun and play some music in the background and like switch up, you know, get up and go to the kitchen so you can kind of see each other's bodies and you're not just sitting like this the entire time like a stiff robot. So there are ways that you can make the video date experience, um, you know positive but again I what I found from single men is they're not really into the video dates and they kind of wanted to wait until restrictions lifted so they could kind of go for a walking date and get a sense of the female and if there's chemistry there because even though you're wearing a mask you can still smize with the eyes and and flirt that way as opposed it's really hard to flirt when you're doing a a live zoom with someone so yeah it's been difficult it's been difficult which is why i think matchmaking has gotten busier during the pandemic because people aren't really finding quality online and they're looking at other dating resources
0: um you mentioned a magic word which is chemistry and that's part of what i hate about chatting online is because i've realized i'm really somebody that needs that vibe or the pheromones if we want to get scientific how do people navigate that online do you find people can really decide that it's a good connection or is it do they think it is until you get in person then you realize maybe not
1: because you do hear those shows where people have had online relationships for like three four years (laughs) and they're like about to get married
2: (laughs) yeah they've been doing long distance forever they've never actually met in person so yeah so my tips for singles is if you are doing the virtual dating or in a long distance relationship you really have to I I suggest videotaping yourself like with your iPhone and just get a sense of how you show up on camera. For instance, like you you wanna, you know, check your tone, your expressions, you wanna smile when you talk, you wanna make it interesting. And I think through that way, you can definitely connect and and feel the person's energy, even if it's through the screen, through their mannerisms, their personality. Um, you know, their tone and their voice, are they excited about life? Are they just like, oh, here we go, another Zoom date. So you really <laughs> have to practice how you show up on camera and don't be afraid to videotape yourself ahead of time to see what that looks like. Like videotape yourself even, you know, with your iPhone or looking in the mirror and talking and talking about who you are, what are your best attributes, what are you up to, You know, storytelling, adding a narrative to your commentary is very important as well.
1: Well, I think we need to define what you do too, because you know, matchmaking, a part of us feels like, oh, is that something from way back before the dating apps? Other people just think of that million dollar matchmaker lady uh, or whatever her name is. Exactly.
0: You know who I think of is Mulan. (laughs) the big fat one in Mulan. Do you remember her? She was awesome. Best character in Mulan was a matchmaker. So that's who I think again, going way back.
1: Right. So, so I think everyone kind of was like matchmaker. What does that mean right now? So if someone was to, you know, inquire, what would you, what would you, how would you describe what you offer?
2: So matchmaking is getting more and more popular. Basically it's an alternative for business professionals, busy professionals that, are looking for a relationship. They don't have time to, you know, seep through all of the online dating profiles, do the messaging. It becomes time consuming. It's exhausting. So it's almost like hiring, you know, an expert in for matters of the heart. So like when we go to the gym, we may hire a personal trainer to get us really fit. Well, why not think of a dating coach or a matchmaker to get you closer to finding that relationship? All you have to do is review a profile we meet and screen you over Zoom, we create a bio, we add in your photos, we write a really nice synopsis, making sure you approve everything that's shared. And then from there, uh, we swap profiles with one match at a time. So it's not like this bomb, you know, you have all these options in front of you, it's one at a time. So you give someone a fair opportunity, which is a lot different than online dating.
1: Well, I'm laughing because you say like one at a time, because I remember, and I did very brief like like, three months at a time on dating apps, and then I go off for a long time, and then do three months, mostly to regain confidence, but I remember, like, trying to save guys' names as, like, these long, like, weird descriptions, like, you know. Blue
0: hat. Yeah,
1: exactly, (laughs) like, and it was just, or Tinder, or Hinge, according to, like, dating app, and it was just it's so much. It's so much to handle. The, the one thing I do love that you said, too, is the screening aspect of thing. And, and I think dating now can be a little scary, especially for a lot of women. I'm sure men also have reasons to be concerned. So the screening <laughs> process is probably one of the best features of what you offer.
2: Yes. Yeah. So the screening and vetting and, you know, I'm very intuitive. And if something feels off or if somebody comes to me and they're not maybe 100% date ready and there's some things that we can tweak, rather than you know just saying, I can't work with you, I will say, hey, why don't we start with some dating coaching first and see how that goes? And uh, we'll go from there. Because if somebody's been married for 20 years, they haven't dated, they're, new, they're divorced, they've been on their own for a year, it's like throwing someone into the lion's den. So if you haven't practiced dating and you haven't really had the experience and you can't remember what to do or what to talk about or all of that stuff, that's where a dating coach comes in and can help you be strategic in those areas.
0: That's a big help because one reason <laughs> I don't do well on the dating apps and maybe you too, is because we both have big personalities. We like talking to people. It's not yeah. about having a conversation, but on the apps, it's so dry. Like, Hey, Hey, how big yeah. your dick? I mean, you know, <laughs> at least in my yeah, world. Yeah. And it's just, so I feel like using a matchmaker, you'd feel more excited that it's a genuine connection. But my question is, how can you meet a potential client and know who to match them with. Like, do you meet somebody and then get an idea of the type of person that they go well with? Like, is this some special gift? Yeah. You know? Like, what's I the
2: kinda, science? I kind of call myself like a love witch, because even if I'm talking <laughs> to a single, like I'll put like a little love dust on them where sometimes they leave our meeting and they meet somebody the next day and they're like, Shani, I was ready to register, but I actually met somebody and it's crazy. And, and, I'm, you're like, oh. it. <laughs> and I'm like, damn it. like... But you know what? I'm happy for them. And if it doesn't work out, they can always come back. But yeah, I think me, I like to visualize the two singles together. So like like we were talking about chemistry, you can match on paper, but you also need to flow together, vibe together. I picture you two walking together, hugging, kissing, all of that. And if I can't really visualize the two people together, it's probably not going to be a good fit. But as I'm doing your profile and as you're speaking to me, I pull things out of you. Like it's sharing about yourself for the entire hour. Like why is a relationship important to you? What can you offer? What are your love languages? Things maybe that you haven't really thought about yourself as an individual who's single. You've been focused on work. You're focused on the kids. So it's like. When I come into your life, I'm pulling things out of you that you may have not discussed before. That's really good to, you know, think about and be I, intentional.
1: I, I think a lot of people listening to you need to understand that you just weren't good at setting your friends up and which is why you fell into this business. You have a background in sociology and anthropology, so you have studied uh,
2: Human, a long yeah.
1: time humans and the relationships and why we act the way we act. What are some like really interesting things that you've discovered over the past few years, matchmaking, when it, when it comes to people finding love, like, is there stuff that scares them?
2: Yeah. So I think vulnerability is a very important thing to, for singles to work on. A lot of times, if someone's been burned, they may, it may be hard for them to open up again and really open their heart. Um, what I've experienced with corporate women is sometimes it's hard for them to take off their work hat and be like feminine and like datey and sweet and kind of softer, I would say, and like be in the date, not be in like work mode. I'm a CFO, right? So really working, work and dating are very different things. You know, business is business, but dating is dating. And I see a lot of people that are really good in their careers sometimes suffer in relationships. So I try to bring that balance, you know, balance that out and show them other ways to be flirty or, you know, talk about other things other than work. And think about what are some new hobbies they can have or, you know, learn a new language or pick up tennis and really improve themselves first, like a lot of self-development, personal.
1: So for you, it's not just about love. It's almost just about helping someone be a very well-rounded individual
2: because I'm a certified life like I also did um I'm a life skills coach that I studied from George Brown. So it, it's basic life skills like active listening, effective communication. And I was a really bad listener back in the day. I still, you know, I'm still working on it. But I found over time after I, I studied life skills, I my listening improved. And I find essential life skills go hand in hand with, you know, successful relationships. So if you master you know team building reaching consensus giving and receiving feedback that's going to make your relationship go a longer way than just being like oh i'm a good listener or yeah i know that or you know you're too frustrated you're you're giving negative feedback without asking hey can i give you some feedback around this so there's ways that we can talk to our partner there's ways that we can you know talk in the early stages of dating that can make or break the connection so those early stages are key right if you start showing like you're Frustrated, upset, angry, you know, those, you know, that's kind of like the guy's going to run or the girl's going to run. So you really have to practice those life skills and date etiquette and share, yeah, share about yourself.
0: You know, it's so funny that uh, I'm sure a lot of people assume they don't need a matchmaker because of how many dating apps there are out there. But even just listening to you talk, I think all the apps would help your business because. Go ahead. Go ahead. Try the apps, you know, and then, then come back <laughs> oh. and tell me how they work for you. And most of the time they don't like Jenna's in a new relationship, but they met in real life. Can you believe it? it? Does that even happen anymore?
2: You know <laughs> what? I I think COVID actually allowed people to make stronger emotional connections and kind of like get back into the old school of dating. So if your relationship, Jenna, is kind of like this year or fresh, I can see that totally happening because, it's less about jumping in the sack or getting naked together. It's more about emotional connections, being best friends, really getting to know each other. And then, you know, sex is coming later.
1: Well, I also think too that because we have to be very selective about the people we hang out with now and share skit with, you're not just going to go on a date to get laid necessarily because that person might just be like, you need to earn it because if I'm going to hook up with you, I can't hook up with another person for at least two weeks.
2: (laughs) Totally. So people are more selective with who they're spending their time with. Right. Which is is a good thing.
0: Yeah, I, I want to go back to chemistry for a second because that's always been my big thing. And I'm afraid that maybe I write people off because I don't instantly feel those butterflies. And I remember I said to Jenna once, well, this guy's great on paper, but I don't feel the butterflies. And you said to me, do you remember what you said? She goes, I don't think they happen at this age. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's true, yeah, and sometimes a second date could really be the first date. So if there's like, you know, you're 70% into the person, give the date or the introduction at least three goes. Okay, because so
0: so chemistry is important, but maybe yeah. I'm expecting it a little too soon. So chemistry can develop,
1: But chemistry can also be one of your biggest enemies, can it not? If you have too much like sexual chemistry, but your personalities don't meld and you're toxic to each other, that's a very dangerous situation.
0: Right.
2: Exactly. So, those are probably a lot of the hookups people have had in life where it's like really hot sex and then they're left feeling empty and the guy doesn't, the guy is an avoidant attachment style and you're secure and you're like, what's going on? Why is he in and out? So also knowing your attachment styles is important too. And attracting the right attachment style to you and, and knowing, you know, if you're always going for the avoidant guys, break that behavior.
0: How do you know the avoiding guys?
2: <laughs> well, they're the ones that, yeah, just can't really commit to anything. Like they're there. It's good. It's hot and heavy, but they're, you know, once you get close, they, they avoid you and they, you know, they'll pop back in maybe a couple of weeks or a month later yeah so you have to you know if if you're secure you know you're probably not going to worry too much about it but eventually it's going to irritate you because you feel like he's not showing up the way you the way you would like and and the way you deserve to be treated
1: but sometimes it's really hard to figure out who those guys are you know like what are some i know i can hear the bird
0: (laughs) yeah is that a toucan (laughs) what kind of bird is that
1: yeah, the birds are chirping. They're feeling. Just, our- like, just <laughs> hold on, birds. I'm. I'm just in an interview right now, um, but it is very hard. And like I used to say too, like I'm. I'm right now. I'm dating an amazingly nice guy, but before yeah. that, it was always douchebags, 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 douchebags. Like typical. Yeah. If you were to look up in the dictionary, that's what they would look like and act like. But it's very hard sometimes to see those signs. Exactly.
2: So, and. You the- know,
1: Yeah, you have the men that come use your service are looking to settle down and find love. They're in the right mind frame. So what's some of the commonalities between these men that come and find you that women can see as signs that they are ready to settle down?
2: Well, first of all, they've 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 joined a membership, so they've made the investment. So if someone's paying for a matchmaking service versus going online, you know, that right there shows that they're serious. They're not they're not screwing around. And also a lot of them are divorcees, single parents, men that have been married for maybe 15, 20 years. And now they're single and they like being in a relationship, but maybe they just fell out of love with their wife. And now they're alone and they're like, wow, what do I do now? Like, I don't really want to go online. I own my own business. I don't want people seeing my face plastered everywhere. So why don't I think about working with a boutique matchmaker that can kind of screen everybody, present opportunities to me and just go from there. So it's like I'm managing your dating lifestyle.
1: Right. I wish they could walk around with a sign, that like, like <laughs> a light up sign, like open, close sign. Open, yes. open for commitment. Okay.
2: Post. Say hi to me. I'm single. Please. Like say hello to right. me. I'm friendly. Yeah. I should yeah. make the t-shirts. Exactly. <laughs> I'm
1: <laughs> looking for a commitment like or I'm
0: not yeah. like those single parties, red light, green light. Um, yeah. but you know, I, I've seen this a lot from women and I, and I'm going to tread lightly because I don't want the girls to get mad at me, but I think that there's a lot of women that put up with too much and so they won't kick these guys to the curb because whether they like the attention and I mean I'm included in this too Um, but you know the guys like
2: you're great it's like instant gratification and they become they become hooked on it and it's almost like a vicious cycle because nothing's changing but you're you know four years later you're still intimate with the same guy you've been hanging out with and then you wonder why you're single because you're when you give time to somebody that is unworthy of your time, you're not making space for the right people to show up. And like, like you said, like you made space for this nice guy to to come into your life. If you were still doing your old ways and maybe hanging out or hooking up, that guy may not have had the chance to come in.
0: How did you know her old ways, Shannon? You got her. (laughs) I'm in (laughs) a But I do think a
1: lot of uh, I'm and, guilty of it. Right, I think, especially a lot of women, just look for someone to fill that role, whether that person's the right person or not. Yeah. yeah, you know, they just want to fill that void. I oh, I you have these friends that can never be single ever. They go from one relationship literally to another and another. And yes. I'm like, if you can't learn to like be happy alone, like how are you ever going to be happy with someone else?
0: say it
2: RuPaul. Yeah. <laughs> we say you have to date yourself first and you have to enjoy your own company and not have like FOMO and like, Oh my God, I need to go find somebody. No, just relax, self-assess, ask yourself, you know, are, are you at your best? If there's some things you want to work on, tweak those things first, then think about dating. Dating's right. not not anywhere. And don't worry about your age. Women are very hung up on their age and You know, once they hit 35 plus, they start getting worried, like, am I ever going to have kids or am I going to be alone or what, you know, I work with a lot of people, 30s, 40s, 50s, and really age, don't let age define you. Like, just be who you are and like, take care of yourself. That's all.
0: I'll try to remember that, Shannon. It's a hard one for me too.
2: <laughs> Every time he goes
0: under the Botox needle, he yeah. will remember that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but what I was trying to say is a lot of these women, or I've heard, and correct me if I'm wrong, if you do stand your ground and say, know these guys that say oh you're a great catch but i'm just not ready to commit and they put up with it but the women that say okay well if you're not ready to commit i'm not the girl for you and kick them to the curb how often do they come crawling back saying okay well actually maybe i can commit guys just want their cake and eat it too
2: and men are natural hunters right they want to go out and hunt hunt the prey bring it back on their shoulder and you know have it you know pin it to the wall they're not someone that wants to open the door (laughs)
0: Yeah, to the wall, to the bed, the washing machine,
2: you name Well, it. So it's like, I mean, even though times have changed, I, I even teach women to be a little more aggressive and like let a guy know when they are into them and communicate that and be open. But also like men still kind of want to hunt you. So don't just chase a guy because, you know, he's hot and gorgeous and whatever, but create a friendship with him and a relationship first that can maybe develop into something more. See that's what I, just, I
1: always did. My friends told me, Jenna, you always make friends with them. That's why
2: what, I, a lot of guys are like, "You're just one of the guys," and I'm like,
1: "What do I need to do to
2: not be one of the guys?" Right. I'm like the cool chick. Flash yeah?
1: you? I'll show you I'm not one of the guys. You know? do <laughs> <laughs>
2: <Yeah. laughs> You, don't, you don't need to talk like this to be like
0: <laughs> right.
2: Like I don't. That's not me. So sometimes, yeah, you get compart. You get you know people put you in these compartments. Yeah. And that just means that that's not the right guy for you. You'll meet the right guy that'll appreciate you for you know, being like outgoing and having energy and being aggressive sometimes. You know, they'll like they'll like sometimes.
0: all. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because in the gay community, it sort of is the opposite. There's the expectation to have sex first, then develop a relationship. And in my old age. I'm starting to realize maybe I'm more like a straight girl where I need that connection. No, it's
1: just called you're getting old. Uh,
2: stop. And
1: you're, stop. Looking, we just talked about you're looking for a deeper connection. I think that maybe happens that's what it is. Naturally as people get older,
2: as you mature, you become more aware of what you want, who you are. And you're more selective. So it's not about just like in our 20s and 30s, it's more like, you know, you're just going with the flow where as you get older, you're kind of more aware of who you are as an individual. Yeah. See,
1: and you're nearing
0: the end of that age. Oh, bracket. stop, no, I, not. <laughs> I knew you were gonna hit on that. Um, do, do you ever work with gay clients? Yes. Oh, we may right, need actually,
2: to talk. <laughs> I'm actually branching into that market. I signed my first um, gay man who's gorgeous and and successful, and yeah, I put him on a date a few weeks ago, and it was going well. Yeah, so oh,
0: it's
2: going I'm, well now. You know, working with everyone, and I want to represent everybody, and also branch back into Ottawa. You know, now I'm Toronto. Uh, GTA based, but I used to live in Ottawa, so I feel like I could tap into that community as well, and I know there's a lot of singles out there that are looking for help. Oh yeah.
1: Oh, you know why, especially in Ottawa, and you know, for those that are listening right now who aren't from here they might find this boring, but the one thing I, because I came to Ottawa seven years ago, the one thing I found odd about dating here is you have such a weird population I live downtown, so I live amongst university students. Yes. And then you have these government employees who tend to be very like hard to break their exterior type of people. And it was just this weird eclectic mix that I never really found because I came from this city that was fairly open. And I a lot of people won't say it's friendly, but you know what I mean. And no, I mean- so Ottawa, I found everyone I talked to because I found a lot of people have got married early here and like lived here and started their family. So a lot of the very few singles I met my own age, the one thing that they always said was that it was so difficult to d- date here. So difficult.
2: I think it's easy when you're in your twenties and you're working in restaurants to meet people or you're, but- you're a student. Yeah. Exactly. Like I went to Carlton, lived in res. I had like two jobs, waitressing. And, you know, I had lots of boyfriends back then. But now I can see that, yeah, in your 30s, 40s, it might be more difficult because there's a lot of married people there and a lot of families.
1: Well, and it's hard to make friends in your 30s alone in a new city, you know, and this is a very transient city, Ottawa a lot of people going in and out um before we let you go back to your lovely son and birds and dog and everything but i got a couple questions oh, i was questions. like because i wanted to ask do you know some of these the one that you mentioned in her bio oh where you said you discovered the key to men and what
0: they oh, like what to men yeah that's on the what list. Do you... here's what it said shani found it easy to pinpoint what men fall in love with
1: you gotta throw us a bone here
2: so I feel like men fall in love with, you know, girls that are sweet, um, you know, girls that are down to earth, that don't take themselves too seriously. And as long as you're giving your man, um, you know, many three things, sex, loyalty and support. So if you're a supportive woman as a friend, even so if you like a guy. Don't just be all about yourself, but ask him, hey, how did that meeting go? Or, you know, how is it going looking at that new condo that you wanted to buy? So take an interest in his life, show support, be his cheerleader. Um, So that's showing support, loyalty. Obviously, don't cheat on the person, be, you know, dedicated to him and and make time for intimacy. You know, I think and have fun together, you know. Women, we take ourselves so seriously. We always want to look perfect. It's not about putting on a pound of makeup. It's being comfortable in your own skin when you're in sweats, when you're hanging out on the couch. And then you can dress up and go for nice dinners. I mean, it's nice seeing both sides to yourself. Sorry, there's people in the pool. Okay,
0: <laughs> uh, I, wanted, I want to join you. We want to jump through the screen. It's like a party in Costa Rica. Would well, you say... Shannon, that cheating is still the number one reason that relationships don't work out?
2: Uh, infidelity, yes, um, but also I think the lack of communication and also when you become roommates. So if you're with a spouse and you start becoming roommates and the sex stops, that's, that's, a, that's a big sign to you know get that relationship back and get some counseling and think about why you liked each other in the first place. So I think a lot of stories I hear from singles that use my services is, you know, I love my wife, but we just became roommates. The sex stopped and it has it's not always infidelity. It can be a communication breakdown. It can be personal growth. Maybe one person's really expanding in the business. Maybe one, you know, the other person's just stagnant and feeling lazy and not good enough. So there's going to be a bit of a breakdown.
1: I always feel like cheating is the hangover of something that was already wrong. Oh, that's
0: a good quote. Exactly. Right.
1: Something was already wrong that led to the cheating, because if there wasn't anything wrong, you wouldn't have cheated.
2: If the needs are being met sexually, emotionally, mentally, people aren't going to cheat unless they're like, you know, what is it called, like addicted to sex. You know, some people, right? Right. their wife is out of town for the weekend. They may go have sex with somebody because they're a sex addict, but maybe you're not cheating in a way. They're still cheating but it's not an emotional cheat it's like a physical quick in and out which is still brutal um also with infidelity you have to ask yourself can you you know forgive your partner and can you work through the relationship and let it go or you know just walk away and say you know i'm not dealing with this so it's really it's it's a tough situation
0: How do you feel of being a modern day matchmaker with the idea that relationships should be happily ever after or forever? You know, can you have a successful relationship that ends, but you don't look at it as a failure?
2: Exactly. Yeah, I never I feel like people come into your life. I love this saying for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And even when you're going through a breakup, there's that great poem. You can Google it. I didn't write it, but it's it's like people will come into your life for a season to bring you something or a lifetime. And they're there for you to help you through a situation or, you know, maybe what you're going through, or they showed you how it felt to be loved, but maybe you didn't love them in the way they loved you. So it's all a lesson. It's all an experience. Nothing is ever like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Or that was a waste of time. You probably had beautiful children. You had a great home. And if it didn't work out, then that's okay. Don't look at divorce as, as a failure. Look at it as, hey, this is, you know, I always tell women, this is your second shot in life. Like, this is your next stage of life. It's exciting. You're 45. You're, you know, you're feeling good. You have a great job. Your kids are growing. You can start dating again. You have more free time. So think about where you are now and what your life is now. Don't be like, I'm a single mom who's divorced. Don't label yourself that way. Label yourself as, I'm a beautiful single woman, and this is what I can offer somebody. I'm this, this, and that, and I'm looking for someone who also reflects that. He's this, he's this, he's that. Not a huge list, but maybe like five must-haves.
1: And that's why it doesn't hurt to hire someone just like you so that you can coach them through the experience and help them find happiness
0: one last question because you know i can't go without asking something shady have you ever had to turn a client down and be like no girl you're just not lovable it ain't gonna work
2: yeah sometimes like if i felt they were very jaded or had a lot of like anger and aggression i i didn't want to represent a person like that so i yeah i turned into more coaching and i would say like you know i don't really have anyone in my database that that's suitable. Because again, I don't want to work with somebody that I feel like I can't match in that, in that moment, right? We're staying really present. We're not going backwards. So, and I think that's the important thing is in
1: that moment, it's probably those people have something to work on prior to opening themselves up to finding love.
2: Yes. And they're just looking like there's some guys that will contact me that are still living in the matrimonial home. And I'm like, okay, you haven't moved out yet. Like that you have to still. Throw a pair. Well, like unfinished business, like take care of that first and then get your own place. And then I can help you with matchmaking. Great. Nobody's going to want to visit your matrimonial home where your your ex-wife's dress is still hanging in the closet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Especially if it's the wedding dress.
2: Actually, um, happened to me. true story. I dated a guy and I went to his house and his ex's shoes were still in the matrimonial home. And I was like, this is too much for me. She had like personal items in the bathroom. But he was like fully separated. But see, this is why it's always good to get inside the person's home, too, and do like a see how the person lives. It's almost like research. Right. Right. So
0: yeah. call it- well, that's why I'm afraid to have people in my house, because what do you how do you describe my apartment?
2: I don't even know
0: decorated the like gay circus, Yeah, Wendy Williams dressing room.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wendy mm-hmm. Williams dressing
0: room. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, it is great. I'm a fun person, Shannon.
2: Find yeah, a guy you, for me. <laughs> well, so weird. just as we were talking, uh, one of my gay clients just emailed me.
0: Oh, there we maybe go. Maybe it's a sign. Cupid's that's working what, behind the scenes.
2: That's what we call law, law of attraction and full force.
0: You never know. It's a sign. Send me his picture. But that's why it's great you have so many facets to your business. So if someone's not a candidate for the matchmaking, maybe they're a candidate for your life coaching. Or they could even hire you to go out for a night. You're a personal wing woman, which is awesome. Right.
2: Yeah, I used to do, I actually, a journalist from the Globe and Mail hired me and I took her out and she did a story on it. Uh, So before COVID, obviously I would, you know, meet with singles, help and take them out and help them meet other singles organically um, and, you know, critique how they would express themselves, how they would, you know, speak to that somebody like date conversation, all of those things. So it's a full assessment because I like, I like to give people like practical advice that they can actually put to use and like, do, do the work, not just like read about it, talk about it. And then nothing happens.
1: It's almost like a lifestyle change a little bit.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Shannon Teb, you know what you're talking about? What is uh, your website? I should have written it down, but you know, I'm unprofessional.
2: That's okay. It's uh, a Yeah. I'm on Instagram. I don't really tweet too much, but I'm on LinkedIn. And we have a singles network. We have a matchmaking community. We have uh Yeah, dating coaching, life coaching. I also help people with their online dating profiles. So if you are struggling online and you're not getting results, I've helped revamp profiles for people as well. So whatever, Bob,
1: take the picture down of you holding a fish. (laughs) We're over
2: it. And like, no, like the worst of the pictures, super close where you can't even see what the person really like.
0: (laughs) Poor straight guys, they need all the help they can get.
2: They do. (laughs) Thank you so much. We hope you enjoy your beautiful day. Oh, thank you. It was a pleasure. I really enjoyed speaking with you guys. Very fun.
1: Cheers cheers to finding love. Oh, cheers.